This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart. Welcome once again to Breaking Boston, the daily podcast from Odyssey and WEEI that gets you ready for your sports talk day. We are in the midst, the final hours of the Major League Baseball All-Star break, so there's not a ton of sports to talk about. Red Sox begin for the begin to prepare and begin to open up the second half of the season in Chicago against the Cubs. Yes, they're five games above 500. Yes, they had a nice little winning streak against the minor league A's heading into the all-star break, but I'm not really paying attention to the Red Sox right now. I have this rule and I've said this before on WEEI and I believe here on Breaking Boston, get out of last place if you would like me to pay attention to you. So Red Sox, you have a challenge. Get out of last place. We have a challenge today to fill out an interesting podcast on a mid-July morning. And what we're going to do here is very simple. We're going to take A little bit of um, inspiration from the ESPYs that took place this week. You may not have really noticed because unlike the old days when Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and company used to uh, rule the ESPYs and Boston sports was littered throughout the awards, well, they didn't didn't win any. They had some nominees, but they didn't win any because they didn't deserve to win any. And that's where we're going to flip it on its uh, side here. And we're going to do the BBs, the Breaking Boston Awards for the mid-year 2023. And the BBs Master of Ceremonies is our own Cooper Leonard, who had the idea to do the BBs this morning. So, Coop, I will let you take it away, explain, and then I will answer and pick the winners in each of your categories. Well, welcome one and all to the first annual first half BBs. Maybe we'll do a second half BBs if we live to see that day. I bet we forget. Yeah, probably. Well, I mean, Christmas time, Christmas, holiday season, season. There's going to be so distract. much going on. College bowl season because college football matters so much up here. So maybe we'll get lost in all of that. But if not, we'll do the second half BBs. But for the first half BBs, we're going to do a little Emmy nomination inspiration here. We're going to have best drama, which I'm going to chalk up to whatever. That's going to be open to interpretation, whatever 
maybe best game, maybe best season. Who knows? Whatever made you feel the feels in sports this year. Well, for the first half of the year okay. in Boston. We're going to have best leading role. That's going to be your stars, the Jason Tatums of the world, the Mac Jones question mark of the world, the mm. Patrice Bergeron, and whoever the hell it is on the Red Sox right now, that is your star. And then we're going to move on to best supporting. Grant Williams, see you later. Maybe he'll win it again. Maybe we just toss him out the window like the Celtics just did. And then we're going to do best comedy. Oh. Oh. Who fell flat on their face this year, and we could do nothing but just laugh at them. We're also going to have best director. That's going to be your coach of the year. And best producer, which is going to be, of course, the front office. Whether that's okay. going to be Brad Stevens, Bill Belichick, I doubt in this first half, but we'll see. Some great nominees, some great categories. We're going to have a great evening, morning, whenever I you're feel your watching. Energy. Aren't you? I feel your energy. Aren't you? Do you want me to crack some uh, quips like, um, you know, Corden or like James, Jimmy uh, Fallon? I don't know who hosts these shows anymore. Do people well, still host like all these award shows? The problem with, and we're feeling this right now, is we didn't have anybody to write your jokes for you because of the writer's uh, strike. Yeah, that's right. Hey, Hollywood, we're, so. we're allies with the, the writers. That's right. We're, so right we're going along with our own them. material here, and it's that's weak right. at best. So Off let's the roll top right of the into writers. What's our first category? Let's get right into it. Let's do first comedy. Best comedy. Best comedy. Best comedy. So Best I'm going to go ahead and my nominee for it. Okay. If you want to hear it out, uh, sure. it's going to be the Boston Bruins. Oh, it, wow. it just, it has to be to get eliminated in the first round after the year that you had. I, you just have to sit there maniacally laughing at the TV like you did or like I did after that last game because you just couldn't comprehend what was going on. Is that a comedy or a tragedy? I think a little bit of both. Is it not? Shakespeare would find a little humor in that. Shakespearean, yes, and it's uh, in its own right. Comedy. So if we look elsewhere in our four majors for nominees, um, the Boston Celtics comedy. I'm not sure there was a lot there. They did lose, obviously. Um, if you wanted to pigeonhole or uh, squeeze in Jason Tatum, you could say it's sort of uh, laughable that one of the best five players on the planet and your superstar goes full quarters to open and close playoff games without hitting a shot, a single shot, taking the round ball and putting it through the hoop. Maybe um, possibly tossing up a 50-burger and, and then not mix, doing anything with it. Right. So there's there's that. Um, for the New England Patriots, Matt Patricia's gone, so much of the uh, comedic acting in New England is now in Philadelphia. Um, I don't know Only how sunny much... sunny in Philadelphia. Now, I would say it's a bit... Um, uh, I don't know if it's really comedy. It's not really a laugh out loud comedy, but it's uh, laughable. The DeAndre Hopkins drama that's unfolded for a month plus now that is just uh, sort of silly and annoying. In that's a, that's uh, the dog chasing his tail right now type comedy. Yes, yes, it's a bit redundant. Yes, it is. That's uh, certainly part of it. And then, as you said, the Boston Bruins and the Boston Red Sox. Kike Hernandez have, resume. I was going to say. Kike Hernandez and some of their defense, Laughing. not only this year, they were probably nominated from the same award last year, midseason, when their defense uh, was Little League-esque at times, maybe not even at a Little League caliber. That's probably disrespectful to the kids that'll go to Williamsport and entertain us um, the way the Red Sox have played. So I, I am going to vote for Kike Hernandez. because I, I would join you on that vote. The whole... 
you know, getting the question to Cora at the beginning of the year, questioning his, you know, captaincy, whether he has the resume for it, and then just having that long running bit of having it come back. I mean, like that's that's a return joke. That well, you bring that back and it's just like, oh yeah, we had that that we had that little uh Easter egg at the beginning of the year. He wasn't a captain. He wasn't a shortstop. The resume is not there. And it's it's a joke that the Boston Red Sox don't have a shortstop. One of the premier uh, franchises in Major League Baseball, major market. You don't have a shortstop. I'd also show that this is proof that life kind of uh, balances itself out. A couple of years ago, Kike Hernandez was the best baseball player on the planet for a short period of time in the playoffs, carried them. Uh, and now is one of the worst baseball players on the planet to average out where he should be, which is an average baseball player, a, yeah. a major league average baseball player. Unfortunately, as I said, after such a uh, historically good period of time in the postseason where everybody was lauding him to balance that out and get back to average, you have to have a hideous period of time. And that has been his play at shortstop. But hey, year. you know what? Big of us to give him the only award that he'll win this year. So congrats to Kike and the Red Sox for winning the BB. Do we first, have any actually, The Do very we, first BB. Right here. Here's Look at award. that. It's wow. Shiny and nice. That's a little too shiny for, for the <laughs> like, best comedy. Uh, but we're going to move on to the next category here. We're going to do best director. Okay. Uh, so, of course, this is from the, the major four. We're going to have Bill Belichick, Alex Cora. We're going to have Jimmy Montgomery. And, of course, the man who had – I don't think anyone knows what's actually going on inside his brain is uh, Missoula. So I, I, I would have to give this to Jim Montgomery. I know we just said Wait, that. Wait, you just nominated his team I know for best for comedy, comedy for falling on their faces. But to do what he did in that – that entire season to bring it home like that last half like that last half was almost as impressive as that first half when they went on that incredible run back in the fall of 2022 yeah they didn't win the cup but their performance in the regular season I mean it beats out all the other coaches right now I know Missoula went the furthest but you can't really say he did too well of a job coaching Okay, so I uh, would eliminate Jim Montgomery from the discussion because he self-admittedly passed off the most important decisions on a hockey team in terms of playoff goaltender to goalie Bob, so he's not actually the head coach of the Boston Bruins. He does not count for this. Bill Belichick is in a unique situation where um, I think the only game his team played this year, they gave up two kickoff returns for a touchdown. Uh, Now, you could argue that he hasn't made any mistakes since. Of course, that's because they haven't... uh, played any games since and some of his decisions were basically I think listening to his boss hiring Bill O'Brien to run the offense bringing in Adrian Clem re-signing Gerard Mayo I'm not sure those are his decisions or ownership decisions so I'm going to eliminate Bill Belichick so I've already eliminated two of the four we're down to two Joe Missoula um, I'm going to eliminate you because I don't know really anything you do I'm not sure you know he gets what you choked do. out he just loses yeah. brain cells uh, well, maybe that's because he tapes his mouth shut at night and isn't getting enough oxygen, even though people will probably respond to this and tell me that's the best way to sleep. Sure it is. Okay, I believe you. You go with it. So therefore, Alex Cora becomes your, is this producer of the year or director of the year? This is director. director. Director of the year. Because I actually do think um, he has a competitive baseball team, and I'm not sure he has a competitive roster. Um, I'm not a big fan of some of the, we just talked about it. We gave an award to Kike Hernandez because he stinks at shortstop because they don't have a shortstop. He shouldn't even be there. So I'm going to say Alex Cora, 
uh, is doing a an admirable or a competitive job running the Boston Red Sox. Yes, they are a last place team that we just gave Coach of the Year to. I it's a fair it's a fair award to give to. I, I mean, he keeps saying the roster is a roster, and he's able to turn out a team that's now five games above five hundred and yep. the most competitive division in sports. So suck on that, you other three coaches. Yeah. Oh, I miss that Cora. I like when Cora's happy. Like that's when he's that's when he's at his best. Um, moving on to the next category, we're gonna go into instead of going. I was gonna do best producer, but we just got a little taste of what one of those best producers might have done this year. So we're gonna hold off on that a little bit. We're gonna do best lead role. So I would say the nominees for this is going to be Jason Tatum. It's going to, I'm going to actually let you do the nominee for the Patriots because I feel like Mac Jones is the obvious answer, but I, I personally would maybe go either Mills or Judon just because they're the more entertaining guy on the field right now than Mac Jones. Uh, Bruins, quite obviously, Patrice Bergeron racking up another Selkie. Oh, David Pasternak. Are you going with the new father? David Pasternak is a uh, heart candidate, or I think you could... Go with Linus Allmark becoming theoretically a franchise goalie. So I think the Bruins actually have three nominees potentially for this okay. category. That's great. I agree the Red with Sox you. have no one to nominate. And that's perfect. It balances out our books because, yes, the Red Sox, I mean, they're Yoshida, the obvious candidate should Durant, be. But Durant's well, not like a lead role. Rafi Devers. It should be a $300 million yes. player who has good power numbers, but has not exactly been uh, carrying his baseball team the way that you'd expect from a $300 million man, which he's not alone in that. There are others across baseball who collect those paychecks and don't necessarily live up to them. Um, but yeah, I would say it's Tatum. I would actually pick Pasternak if we're going with a singular representative, because I thought actually he represented himself pretty well in the postseason um, or or better than maybe the other two, because obviously you had the injury to Bergeron and everything that clouded the end of his season and maybe the end of his career. And Ulmark with, again, maybe an injury and not playing all that well and playing too much when he shouldn't have. He should have been replaced. So I would say Pasternak uh, for the Patriots, even though this is a weird award, because if we're going to go based on the offseason. Um, I think it's Mac Jones because, hey, he's the quarterback. And, well, in football, the quarterback is always the MVP candidate for any team. Uh, and if you don't have an MVP candidate at quarterback, it means you don't have a quarterback. Um, and But I also think Judon would be the secondary option if we're basing it sort of on last year's performance or a Patriots career achievement award because in his two years in New England, been a pro bowler, been a double-digit sack guy, been – centerpiece and I would even say has developed into an emotional leader and is kind of trending toward a leadership role wouldn't stun me if he were elected a captain this year although his staying away from off-season workouts could hinder that candidacy um so that would keep that in your back of your mind um so I am and then for the Red Sox who are we doing for the Red Sox do we, do we even have one for lead I really don't I James Paxton possibly Bayo for his, but is he is he ascension? the lead role on that team? Like these Not are all really. guys that are supporting. Like that's yeah. why we have that other category that we have. I mean, like no one else on this team is actually that stand. Okay, so spot. I'm making it Rafael Devers, and he doesn't have a shot in hell yeah. of winning our award. No. So let's no. make it Devers, Devers, Pasternak, um, Matthew Judon, and Jason Tatum. And as it much as it pains me, I, I yeah, I'm going David Pasternak. Wow, Jason Tatum. 
I'm sorry, Jason Tatum falling on his face in the postseason for the second year in a row in a different way at different times. Can't start games, disappears to end games. I can't give an MVP award when his team fell fell apart in the playoffs and then everybody wants to pick on Jalen Brown because Jalen Brown wasn't ready to take over. Well, he wouldn't have to take over if the guy who's supposed to actually carry the team, the very easy choice for Celtics leading role, who's at Drake concerts instead of getting better, cheap shot. I don't know what that has to do with anything. Man, no love for Drake. No love for Uh, Drake. So yeah, I'm going to say David Pasternak and his new contract, his new family, his new burgeoning career at the center of the Bruins uh, dressing room. David Pasternak is your uh, best leading role player. I dig that. I dig that he can take that uh, that BB that we'll send him. Uh, He can take it around the north end. He can show Milan Lucic. He also gets a baseball player. It's awesome. We should have just got like pickleball ones, like just (laughs) very random, like the office type, like bowling type trophy for the Dungeons. Because that's what we operate here with the BBs. Sure. Um, we are on a shoestring budget. Oh, and by yeah. shoestring, I mean non-existent. Shoestring would be over-budgeting us. Yep. That would be a nice upgrade. So let's move on to best supporting lead role. Or best supporting role, not lead. Supporting best supporting lead role. role. Okay. So I think we do have some candidates for the Boston Red Sox. Oh, I we think. have a plethora. Part of the problem, too many yeah. supporting candidates, not enough uh, lead a- actors. But uh, I would say too many bridesmaids. We mentioned Brian Bayo. We mentioned and Jaron Duran in, in actually Alex Verdugo. They really do have a lot of supporting yeah, right? members. If only they had the uh, lead the one horse. star, you know, like a good shortstop that you could sink a lot of money into, not it's feel weird. bad about it. If only you had the opportunity. Anyway, uh, Alex Verdugo, I am going to go with as my nominee. And simply because I think uh, start to finish, he has kind of been a borderline all-star caliber player. And I think, a lot of people, I think a lot of people had questions about him coming into the season, like tied into the Mookie Betts trade and everything that went into that and what he's been. And I know I had pigeonholed him as just a run-of-the-mill Major League Baseball player and I think he's elevated from that. Now, I don't know that he's ever going to be a annual all-star candidate or anything like that. We'll see where his career goes. But from a from a Red Sox perspective for 2023, I think Alex Verdugo deserves the nod for their best supporting actor. Great nominee there. I agree. I mean, he he's someone that he had one good season in 2021. 2020, he had a decent season, but that was a COVID year, so you weren't too sure what to make of him. 2022 does not show up. He shows up again this year in, in a role where you kind of need someone to be that lead role. Yep. Obviously, he's still not that spot. Obviously, he is producing. He is one of your best outfielders right now, defensively and on the other side of the ball. Very happy with that nominee there as the baseball guy here. Uh, for the Bruins, see, is it a guy that we just shipped away or didn't really ship away, but we let go to Toronto? Would it be Bertuzzi? Bertuzzi was a nice addition and I know everybody wanted him. And then I know there was disappointment sort of seeing him leave after the Taylor Hall trade and the expectation that that was a deal in order to keep Bertuzzi. Um, He could certainly be a candidate. I'll tell you who I think is um, a really interesting candidate and a guy who maybe had he gotten a little more chance to contribute to play more of a lead role. Bruins may not have fallen on their faces in the first series. And that would be your backup goalie in Swayman, Swayman who could be a lead could be in a different category moving forward at some point and the lead role uh nominee but the fact that you had an elite goalie in Olmark obviously Vesna winning kind of good but 
everybody's like, is this really who he is? Or is this, you know, an aberration? And I think a lot of people think Swayman may be the goalie of the future. And he obviously had a, a great year in his own right when he got healthy and, and accepted his role. And you know what? I'm just flat out. I'm jumping the rest of the nominees. I'm oh. giving it to Swayman. I'm giving it because wow. I think he's a guy that got porked a little bit in recent years by the Tuka Rask. Oh, he's coming back. Oh, you're out of the mix. Go away, Swayman, even though at one point we thought you might be our goalie and still could be our superstar goalie of the future. Stood on he, his head during the, the bubble tournament. Yeah, he, he's been jerked around by this organization. And for him to continue to just kind of show up, know his role, whatever it is, and do the job, Swayman is my guy. Wow. We're going to have to... We'll give the award for now, but we're going to have to meet with the BB's uh, committee to see uh, how we feel about this. I mean, I don't know if we can carry in this unilateral decision making uh, yeah, yeah. going into the second annual short so. podcast. I feel like speeding it up. <laughs> uh, and finally, let's move on to best producer. This is going to be our front office. Whoever is at the helm, the Red Sox, Heim Bloom, quite obviously the Patriots. Once again, the guy in the hood, Bill Belichick, did he actually do a decent job this offseason? He's. He's probably the one that can be most evaluated in this first half award. And then we also have Brad Stevens along with, uh, why am I blanking on the Bruins? Uh, not Don Sweeney. Don Sweeney, Harvard guy. Okay, so Don Sweeney is in an interesting spot because I think if you base it on last year and the roster he put together, the coaching change he made, and the results that took place, the best hockey team in history in the regular season – Don Sweeney is probably a front runner. I believe he was nominated for GM of the year or something like that at, at the uh, NHL awards. And, but then you look at what has happened since, and they're starting to pay the piper. They had to have a salary dump move in Taylor Hall trade. They then didn't re-sign Bertuzzi, which people thought was going to happen. They're bringing back Milan Lucic 17 years too late and, and just sort of going on social media and pretending I'm supposed to care that he's back. Um, every minute I look up, the Bruins are posting something about Lucic. And if, if that's hey, what you got I'm an hang- Italian sub yesterday, he's just right. like us. And if that's what I'm hanging my uh, future on is a, a past so-called great, um, then this is going to be definitely even less than a bridge year or whatever they're kind of marketing it as over um, on Causeway Street. So I'm going to eliminate Don Sweeney right off fair, the bat. Very fair. Bill Belichick, his job this year, this year has been basically to clean up his mistakes from last year, which was Matt Patricia's tenure, the experiment at offensive uh, play caller and I think he's done a good job of that the problem is I don't think he did a job of that I think Robert Kraft dictated a lot of what has gone on in terms of the organizational structure in Gerard Mayo the arrival of Bill O'Brien and quite honestly in a traditional GM sense traditional sense of adding talent and working your roster um he had Christian Gonzalez fall into his lap in the first round and actually traded down and put that in jeopardy. And I'm not sure I cared for that, even though he ended up being right. Um, so I'll give him positive points for that. But other than that, I don't know exactly what they've done to make this roster better this offseason. Swap out Jacoby Myers for Juju Smith-Schuster. And now everybody lusts after DeAndre Hopkins, who apparently just wants more money, doesn't really care about a ring anymore. That's why he's considering teams like Tennessee and New England. You have $16 million of cap space, and yet DeAndre Hopkins is not only not a Patriot, if the betting people know anything, the odds have shifted, and you're not a favorite anymore. He could go to Tennessee. So I'm going to eliminate Bill Belichick. So therefore, the Bruins and the Patriots have been eliminated. Celtics and Red Sox. Heim Bloom. 
this will be a cold day in hell now. before I give yeah. Heim an award um, because uh, I think it's ineptitude that has a Boston Red Sox team with no shortstop. Oh, this, by the way, a year after was a Boston Red Sox team with no first baseman. So you didn't this like seems- signing Tapia to be, you know, the platoon guy and then cut him. No, I, no? I don't like anything that. that has happened at the shortstop position for, I don't know, more than a year now. I think it's been pure idiocy. And uh, so there's I know some some good feeling, good, goodwill. Oh, they, they're five games over 500 and the plan, which, by the way, I would hope the plan is starting to do something. You're four years into the gosh darn plan. You've had plenty of time. Even Bill Belichick will tell you from his time in Cleveland, you when you're at the four year point, you're probably about to be let go, even if you're the greatest coach in football history and feel like you're building something. So Heim Bloom poop or get off the pot. And I think it's more like poop. Um, so I am going to go with Brad Stevens, because quite honestly, I liked what he did a year ago when he got Malcolm Brogdon for essentially nothing, adding it to the roster. I know Gallinari didn't work because he got injured. The Celtics went to the Eastern Conference Finals again. I don't think it's Brad Stevens' fault they fell on their face. That would be your superstar we talked about earlier, Jason Tatum, your leading role guy, quote-unquote. And then this offseason, big balls Brad, as I like to call him, put him on the table and said, you know what? I'm shaking it up. I'm not afraid to trade Marcus Smart, the heart and soul, quote-unquote, defensive player of the year. He went and got Kristaps Porzingis. Now, this award is temporary. I'm going to put a string on it, and I feel the right to pull it back at any point. It's a loner. Well, this Jalen Brown situation with his uh, Supermax contract, if the wheels fall off of this and something goes really, really badly in that area, I'm presuming Brad is giving him a Supermax and Jalen Brown is being built around with Tatum moving forward. Um, So presuming that, and until that does not happen, I think you got to give Brad Stevens credit for the way he's built and rebuilt. Oh, oh, and I forgot to tell you, not really his job, kind of a new job. He's kind of learning on the fly here after watching Danny Ainge do the job for years, former college coach, not a lot of comparative NBA experience. I think he's doing a nice job building the Celtics and the Celtics right now, if we're being honest, are the closest team in Boston to a title yet again with a new look. Still the closest contender. I mean, some people think they are the favorites to win the NBA title. Brad Stevens deserves some credit for that. Wow. Round of applause. I know that we also threw out drama for a possible uh, a possible category, but we are running out of time here. We are. Uh, we, are. We, we were just having too much fun with this. These Maybe. award shows always go long. Yeah. That's yeah. the problem. You set so you your know, DVR we're... and you missed the end because it went long and your DVR didn't adjust. But we're not going to be the bad type of award show that keeps you around too long because we know that you got stuff to do. Damn right. Um, it's a Friday. You want to get to the weekend. You want to get back to actual sports. We've gone through our midseason awards. The BBs here at Breaking Boston. Red Sox, Cubs, the formerly known as Theo Epstein series or something, or the old ballparks that they continue to pretend are up to date and the best in baseball. I don't know whatever you want to call it, but baseball is back. And that's a good thing because I bet on Major League Cricket yesterday and I lost because Apparently, you can't count on the LA LA Knight Riders to win in their inaugural game in the inaugural season of that league. Note, we can focus now on the Red Sox. And don't look now, but as you head into this mid-July weekend, right around the corner, we have NFL training camps. You're seeing an uptick. Players, quarterbacks, coaches, deals, multi-million dollar deals and controversies. People like Saquon Barkley, are they going to be willing to sit out? Josh Jacobs, sit out because they're not happy. Running backs, what do they have in common? Not getting paid what they think they're worth to get their bodies beat to hell. Those are all topics that will be on the horizon. But for now, we should congratulate Brad Stevens and all our other award winners from the inaugural, the first 
and maybe only ever BBs, even out here on the Breaking Boston podcast. We'll be back next week to talk anything and everything Boston sports each and every morning. Tune in, rate, review, subscribe. Get the Breaking Boston podcast on the Odyssey app, weei.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.